I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Blake Harrison. How are you, mate? Very good, very good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, we're going to try and record two two shows today because we so are. much has happened. And we're going yes. to try and... We're going to touch on another show on, on, on UFC 300 and... And all of the stuff that's been announced for that and, and, and stuff that we think might just happen. So uh, yeah. if you've not subscribed, subscribe, because that's going to be a lot of fun, that show, because I've got some wild predictions. You've um, always got wild <laughs> predictions. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess today's show, we're going to focus on basically the last sort of three or four days' worth of, of MMA news, a huge oh. fight announcements. Well, actually, like let's let's peel the curtain back a little bit. We were supposed to do this record like a day or two ago, yes, uh, because there's been, as you say, loads of fight announcements uh, been made. Uh, obviously, there's the UFC 300. What's going to headline it? Stuff as well, mm-hmm. but. Not only did we uh, have a power cut at the studio so yeah. that we couldn't record, you had a bird in your office. It was, and that doesn't sound as good as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I come in right, and it's it's frozen. Like the, the whole estate where the, the the studio is is completely like covered in ice, and it was absolutely bloody freezing. So I, I turn up and I'm like, right, I'm going to go and put the heating on before Blake gets here, so the studio's nice and warm. And nothing's happening, so I'm like, this is weird. And then I just start to look elsewhere and can see that there's no power anywhere. So I go back into my office, which is just across the road from the studio, and as I open the door, a Robin Redbreast (laughs) flies at my head... Uh, I scream, probably the most high-pitched scream uh, my, my, my vocal capabilities will allow. I went full Mariah Carey. It was really made me jump. It would, would have been the most hilariously pathetic thing to have seen a, a six-foot-three guy do. Um, but, yeah, managed to get the bird out of the uh, of the office, and we've got power back. Hence, we're here today to talk about some fantastic fight announcements. Yes, so a bit late, but shall we start with... I guess probably the biggest announcement in combat sports at the moment. And the biggest boys. And the biggest boys is Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou. I mean... To quote AJ, battle of the bodybuilders. Battle of the bodybuilders. I mean, look at them both. Look at at his arms glistening in the moonlight. Um, It is, yeah, it's this lovely stuff. But um, what's your... I mean, firstly... Let's just go back a little bit. It wasn't long ago that everyone was like, oh, Francis is fumbling the bag. No one wants him. No one wants him at one championship. They don't want him at 
Bellator or whatever it is. They don't want him here. They don't. He'll never get the Fury fight. Obviously, he had the Fury fight. Even though he didn't win the fight, he sort of won the night. Yeah. Because everyone's opinion of him skyrocketed. Even boxing fans that had zero interest in Francis Ngannou fighting for uh, fighting against Fury, which you know I understood. And as someone that's not a huge boxing fan, even I was like, "This is a bit ridiculous." Yeah. But he proved everyone wrong. Now we can say that Fury maybe uh, underestimated him. I think that's probably quite fair to say. But he put on an amazing show, knocked down the lineal heavyweight champion in Tyson Fury and uh, has now booked himself a fight with Anthony Joshua, who looked decent in his last fight compared to what we've seen lately of Joshua. What's your interest levels like for this fight? Like, Are you like, take my money or are you like, meh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's another fantastic chapter in the, 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 the book that's going to be the film. That's going to oh. be the Francis Ngannou story. I so want to just, I want to be in that movie. Like. I don't know who I can play. <laughs> I can't play Francis. <laughs> I've got range, but it's not that good. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm really excited for it because I was excited for um, Francis Fury. I mean, we all knew that Francis is, is, is the big power puncher. Yeah. Um, and I think we thought with the, the Fury fight that Fury was just going to kind of dance around him and, 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 and literally pick him apart. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think because Francis didn't walk into him, like he, he just kind of kept his, his range and he just fought smart. And I think when they did get in, in a, in a clinch, I think Fury couldn't ragdoll him around because he's so big. Um, and I, and I think we saw something miraculous. I thought, I, I still think Francis won that fight. Yeah. Uh, and he come out of that the winner, like because yeah. everybody loves Francis's story, right? It's, it's fantastic, and yeah, I, I, I think the fact that Dana must just be thinking, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I'm sure he's not happy because Francis has left the UFC and made more money than he could ever have dreamt of. Oh my god! And uh, and now he's going to fight Anthony Joshua. And I think he's going to beat Anthony Joshua. You, whoa, you just threw that one in there. You <laughs> you think Francis Ngannou is going to beat Anthony Joshua? Mm-hmm. I think he's going to knock him out, and quite quickly. Wow. I mean, Anthony Joshua, former world heavyweight champion. Wasn't he an Olympic? Was he Olympic champion? Yeah. Or did he yeah. Olympic champion. And you think Francis Ngannou, because the other thing here is, AJ is probably not going to be underestimating Ngannou in the way that Fury did. I do think it's very likely that Fury didn't take his camp for Ngannou that seriously. I'm not sure. I think you're doing... You think Fury was taking that seriously? As seriously as he would an Usyk or a Wilder? I I think he thought Francis was going to walk into him and just try and knock him out. And uh, and he didn't, you know, he he, he fought yeah. on the back foot and he fought a smart fight. I think maybe he didn't expect that. I don't think he trained for that. I think he thought I'm just going to counter him and, and 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 put him away. But you think he put in a full proper training camp, even though during that training camp they announced the Usyk fight that would was meant to be happening only like a month or two after or whatever and, it was. And I think that that deal being in place was so important in that decision to give that fight to Fury because the money's there. It's all, it's all lined up that he's got to fight Usyk. Um, and so I think AJ will definitely not underestimate Francis because he's yeah. just watched like what he done with, with Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, I think, like to fight, Anthony Joshua, I don't think ever wants to fight Tyson Fury. That's a bad fight for, for, for Anthony Joshua. Um, 
my 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 thoughts on what I see, how I see this fight going right. When I watch Anthony Joshua fight, he's quite planted. He doesn't move lots. He's not on his toes like like Fury. Um, there's not lots of head movement. Yes, he's got serious power. We know that. I just think if it's going to come down to power, I think Francis is going to knock him out. I really do. And, and I don't. I think Francis goes into this fight with so much confidence. I don't know enough about boxing to be contradicting you too much. Your take has taken me by surprise, but I don't know enough to kind of contradict you or, or say anything about it because I, I just don't follow boxing enough. But Jesus Christ, what a story that would be. The guy mm. that is now 0-1 mm-hmm. in boxing, mm-hmm. with the story, as you said, that Ngannou has. Everyone loves Ngannou. Everyone wants to see Ngannou do well. Mm-hmm. He beats Anthony Joshua. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cool. What a st- I mean, Jesus, start getting the movie rights sorted yeah. now because that is an unbelievable story. And then I'm assuming Francis, I think, came out on, on Helwani's show saying that he wants to fight Fury after this regardless of whether Fury beats Usyk or Usyk beats Fury. It okay. doesn't matter. He's not interested in the belts as much as he is the fight with Fury. So, you know, whatever. But if... Again, Fury or Usyk wins that fight. You think if Ngannou beats Joshua, he's fight. He's fighting for the belts next. Is that is that what happens or, or well, does no? It just... Because when he fought Fury, it wasn't for the belts. The belts weren't on the line. No. Um, but now I think in but some... he's now ranked. He's, he was unranked. That's what I'm he's saying. now ranked. And and I mean, if you're a heavyweight fighter, you look at that and you just think, oh dear. I, I think Anthony Joshua thinks he can beat Francis. Of course he does. Right? But I think... As any heavyweight boxer should. I don't think any heavyweight boxer, especially a ranked one, should look at Francis Ngannou and think, oh, he'd do me. Because he's not technically a boxer. I know that he did incredibly who's, well in the first time. But like... Who's like, the most technical boxer in, in, in the top ten? Well, I'm assuming it's Fury. Of course it is. Yeah. Like, you know, moves like a middleweight, hits like a heavyweight. Like, he's got everything. But and was like, that 100% Fury? But surely 50% Fury should have put away someone from a different organisation. I agree. And let's and the facts are that 50% Fury, if that was 50% Fury, beat Francis Ngannou. All right, he didn't win the night. Yeah. Technically, on the scorecards, he beat Francis Ngannou. Mm. Do you think 100% Anthony Joshua, or Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder or Joseph Parker or, or whoever is really looking at France and going, I don't really want that smoke? I, I think the fights that, I mean, Anthony Joshua does not want to fight Deontay Wilder, does not want to fight Tyson Fury. They're fights that do not suit him. And he's avoided them fights like the plague, right? He doesn't want them. Fury's not ducked anyone. And like, and I think I you're think, being harsh on AJ. I have to say, do you I, think so? Yeah, I, I mean, look, there might be people around, mm. like managements and Eddie Hearns and people like that, that are going, "We'll make more money if you fight these four people before you get to them, because if a mistake is made or something goes wrong, or then it's on the decline comes from there." But yeah, I, I don't think AJ is going. No, I don't want to fight Fury. I think he'd love to fight Fury. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think when he had a load of belts wrapped around him, there were so many fights like that could have been made. It's the super fight. 
it's you know when you've got two of the best heavyweights in the world and they're in the UK, that fight should have happened. I don't know about the politics of boxing. We know that it's you know very questionable. Yeah, and and there's different organisations within it. So, I, I don't know. I I see. I've not. I mean, I watched that last AJ fight. He didn't blow my socks off. People saying, "Oh, it was vintage AJ." Blah blah blah, and it was like, I don't think that. The, the opponent was was in the the, the league that, that AJ should be fighting. He should have been fighting higher, um, higher ranked and, and much better fighters than him. I think Francis puts him away. I really do. <laughs> um, when we've seen when we've seen Fury knock Dan, right? We have yeah. seen something supernatural happen. We've seen him yeah. get up from yeah. literally flatlining on a hospital bed, yeah. and like <laughs> it and was like the Undertaker in wrestling. It was just unreal. <laughs> AJ. Mm-mm. That ain't happening. If he gets if he gets dropped, he's going to get up, and I and I think Francis will make very easy work of it. Oh my god! Well, you've made me more excited about this fight. <laughs> I might have to actually part with my money for I this love one, Francis. Um, and like, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I just, I, I, and I know that I should be back in the Brit, but I'm I'm all about Francis's story, and I, I love yeah. it. You know, just go, and just seems like the nicest dude. Man. He really does, doesn't like, he? He does. Yeah. Um, well, look, there's going to be. A lot of people are excited about this fight, but there's going to be a contingent of people that are like, Francis left the UFC as the number one heavyweight on the planet in MMA. He uh, went, he like didn't, unfortunately didn't get to fight John Jones. Mm -hmm. And then there's the whole problem with that. There's probably people out there going, I want to see Francis fight in MMA. He is the number one heavyweight on the planet, the lineal UFC champion, as it were. Do, should he have fought? Should he have fought in MMA, or, or was there enough options for him in, in MMA? Not, not within the PFL. No, I don't think so. No, no super fights that could have happened, especially now that they've acquired Bellator. And I, mean, I, I sort of, I'm sort of putting this out there when I already know the answer is no. He's done exactly the right thing for his career, and right. But there will be a contingent of people out there that want him to fight MMA. What were the options out there for him, and and should people just stop moaning about that? <laughs> I just think okay, so. In a weird world, right, if if the UFC allow people to box yeah. outside of their contract, Francis, one of the greatest UFC heavyweights of all time, mm-hmm. um, John Jones, that's, that's not going to happen, right? That's mm. not going to They're happen. They're not going to co-promote Because I, I, I don't think John Jones would go, oh, I'll, I'll box Francis. So oh, I'm well, just trying to think of a, of, of a heavyweight that currently hasn't got a fight booked, that's one of the most scariest people on the planet, that had boxing fights and was a fantastic boxer. But I'm talking about MMA, like to fight right. him in MMA. You don't think Aspinall Francis boxing? Oh, yes, please. Well, no, no but my, the pur- purpose of my question was, should he have fought in MMA? Do we want him back well, in I MMA? W- and who were the options for him in MMA? Right. For Francis, I want the best for Francis, right? Yep. Um, as a human being, I think he's, he's just... Excelling in what he should have done. I agree. And in, in, in so far as making money, um, we saw him in, in in the UFC. We see him look fantastic. You know, obviously we've seen him lose. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never coming back to the UFC. I just don't see that happening. I don't think. 
I, I think he's just now looking at his bank balance and just thinking, why the fuck would I go and line mm. Dana's pockets, if anything? Like, no, but it would obviously be in the PFL. It would have to be right, so, someone being brought over from the UFC that's ended their contract. Like, obviously, Derek Lewis re-signed with the UFC, so it wouldn't be Derek Lewis. But, like, PFL have acquired uh, Bellator. There's Ryan Bader. There's uh, that the whole thing about a mixed rules fight with with Deontay Wilder that could happen in the PFL, which is more MMA than boxing. The, 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 the Wilder fight, obviously, Wilder just come off a loss, yeah. Uh, and so maybe that's. The, 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 I mean, that, that's an easy night for Francis, I think. Yeah. Um, and could probably make money out of it. But Ryan Bader, I mean, really? Does anyone? I mean, don't get me wrong. Ryan Bader's a great fighter. Yeah. But Francis Ngannou versus. Ryan Bader <laughs> he doesn't at the PFL. <laughs> and I'm taking nothing away from the organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he might as well just go, well, I'll fight Ruiz or I'll, I'll box yeah. Joseph Parker and make five times the amount of money. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I was putting it out there as just like, a, you know, to yeah. this is the MMA fan show after yes. all. And yep. we're talking about a couple of boxing fights on yep. this uh, on this card. But uh, let's move on then. Best of luck to, to Francis. Uh, but uh, let's move on. Here we go. This is, again, this is one that I think I'd rather... <laughs> <laughs> you love that bit. We've it's moved, such a weird photo. We've we've moved on if, to anyone listening and not watching on YouTube. We've moved on to uh, an announcement that Jorge Masvidal is back against Nathan Diaz in a boxing match in March in Vegas. Now, this, as far as I'm aware, is not 100% signed, yeah. sealed and delivered, but it's very much in the works. It's very much something that is very possibly going to happen. Um, I'm assuming it would be like Game Bread, uh, Boxing, and yeah. Real Fight Inc. co-promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a rematch of the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Inaugural kind of BMF title fight mm-hmm. that happened at uh, UFC 244 in 2019. A fight that Masvidal absolutely dominated. And my plan was to re-watch uh, that fight. But I've had two ill children at home over the last week, uh, and I haven't done. But from my knowledge of it and remembrance of it, 
Masvidal was just pieced him up and it was usually with strikes. Uh, obviously, the ref stopped the fight, I think, before the fourth round because of a cut over Diaz's mm-hmm. eye, mm-hmm. I believe. What's your interest level for for something like this? Just pretty low. Is it really? Yeah. These are two stars. These are two of the biggest stars the UFC have mm-hmm. produced in Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. Massive followings. And you're just like, meh. Um... <sighs> Is it because it's in boxing and not in MMA, or is it because these guys are past their prime? Uh, I, I, maybe a bit of both. Yeah, like um, they are both past their prime. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Nate a little more. Um, I don't know. What was Masvidal's last outing in the UFC? Was it Gilbert Burns, uh, where yeah, he got yeah, beat yeah, by yeah, decision? Yeah. Maybe yeah, to Burns. Um, I mean, I, I like what he's doing with Game Bread. I think there's that he's put yep. some interesting fights on there, yeah. um, and he's you know he seems to be sort of setting up a nice home for lots of former UFC stars uh, mm-hmm. over there to make some money. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Masvidal. I'm a big fan of Nate Diaz. Um, to see him box, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm not super hyped about it. Will you pay for it? No, God no. <laughs> no. No. So, but do you think Would it you? will sell? I don't really pay for the boxing stuff. I just mm. I'm not interested in boxing mm. so much. If I'm like, going so you don't watch it, or you illegally stream it? No, I don't do the illegal streams. I'm not. I'm not technically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not technically proficient enough on all the. Uh, uh, internet stuff to yeah. even know how to really, you're saying yeah like a joke like, but that's genuinely true you've seen me try to set up these three cameras that we use I cannot even find an illegal streaming site for stuff I'm that useless I've never um, been able to do that either no I don't know and I'm also scared I feel like if I go on one of those things then all my devices are going to have viruses all over them or something so I'm sort of I love of that <laughs> I love you're such a warrior I love the fact that you just get this live stream and you just imagine that there's like a couple of cops like at the end of your road eating donuts and they're like oh we got him and like just... no that. I'm more worried about like you click on these things like you see it on Twitter if you're scrolling through Twitter mm. when Jake Paul or someone is boxing it's like Jake Paul full fight follow this link da, da, da. and I'm like I kind of wouldn't mind seeing what's going on but also if I click this link am I now just going to be like bombarded stu- with emails about erectile dysfunction well which I am already anyway yeah. but, um, <laughs> but but more like oh my god they've accessed my bank account because I clicked this link or you know is it what's, who's the the guys with the V for Vendetta mask Anonymous yeah 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 they're gonna it's them and they're after me <laughs> Anonymous, they've not got enough politicians and people with real power to go after. They're going to go after yeah. me and just like, I don't know, <laughs> fake tweet stuff that gets me in trouble or something. Fantastic. I don't know. So I'm just fearful of so many things in life and uh, illegally streaming is one of them. So, but, I, but would I pay for this fight in boxing? No. Would I pay for it in MMA? If they, if they put together an MMA card with a couple of little decent fights and then these two headlining, rematch of that first BMF thing... I think I would. I think I'd go, as long as it wasn't too much, 20 quid. I'd, I'd pay 20 quid to see Nate and, and Masvidal run it back in MMA. But I'm not fussed about boxing. That said, on, on them game bread uh, events, the card's pretty decent. So if there's a good card, I probably yeah. will pay for it, in fact. Yeah. Like, um, but in regards to this happening in boxing, I'm, I'm not overly excited about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who takes it? Uh, I think Jorge, when it comes to just, yeah. just standing uh, and boxing. I, I agree. I agree. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the way of their BMF fight and yeah. gets stopped for a cut or, or something like that. Let's get on to, oh, 
this. I just need to just sit back and enjoy this for a moment. Mm. I mean, Blake's looking at a picture of Benoit Saint Denis and oh, uh, and who I thought might have finished the year as a champ, Dustin Poirier. Um, I mean, who saw this one coming? Not me. I was so. I'm so glad we got onto this now. Like you can talk Engano Joshua, lovely, good for Engano, whatever. Masvidal Nate Diaz. I hope they make loads of money. This is where it's at for me. This could be fight of the year. This has everything. And credit to Dustin Poirier. Because well, we've said, haven't we, so often, like, he doesn't seem to want to fight outside of that top five. He's holding yep. his position, but what fights are in that top five for him? Not that many because it, it, they've, they've all been had. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's after that sort of strap. We don't see Dustin getting a chance to get that strap this year. So what does he do? He fights possibly the most dangerous prospect outside of that top five. Oh, man. I, but, I mean, it's just... Why has why has Poirier picked Saint Denis? He, he could have picked lots of people. He, he turned his nose up at Dariush. He, he, he must think he can beat him. He must think he can beat him. What is it about Benoit Saint Denis? Do you think he's looking at and going, "Yeah, I've got that"? Is it because Benoit Saint Denis has not fought anyone close to the level of Poirier yet? We're all very excited against uh, about Benny Saint Denis. We love Benny Saint Denis. Mm. Great finishes. Matt Frivola recently with that head kick. Um, That was phenomenal. Absolutely. Who did he destroy at UFC Paris? Oh, Thiago Moises. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just destroyed him. But he does really well with his wrestling. He's got just like this kind of grit and determination about the way he comes forward. Probably from like, I'm just piecing together nonsense here maybe, but... He's an ex-army guy in, in that. Like, was it like the kind of French Marines or, or whatever it was? I mean, look how look at his face. Look how angry he is. <laughs> he's so Someone's angry. just said smile for the camera. That's him smiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, him relaxed. Oh man, it's so good. It's such a great fight. I, I so much credit to Dustin Poirier because what does Poirier gain from a win here? Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> paycheck, that's it. Like, he's a paycheck, and it's probably not the biggest paycheck he could have got. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he just thinks, right, this is the guy everyone's talking about. This is the guy that is one of the most exciting fighters that are coming along in my division now that everybody's talking about as being a, a savage. Dustin must just think, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do what I do best. Um it's do a five-round co-main event yeah. for UFC 299 as well, isn't it? Do I want Does to that see... favour Poirier? 100%. J- yeah. Just experience. And, yeah. you know, he's been in the trenches. And, you know, in, in regards to the UFC, not, uh, not in uh, uh, Benoit's military career. But, uh, <laughs> but he, you know, we've seen Dustin go five rounds with some absolute fucking yes. legends. Um, <sighs> just putting this into perspective again, and the stones... On Dustin Poirier. The cajones. Dustin Poirier is ranked third. Benoit Saint-Denis is ranked 12th. That is... Do we need to stop talking about lightweight, kind of that those those elevator fighters, those squatters now that are just, like, not fighting outside top? Because we had Gaethje fought Fiziev at the mm-hmm. start... Uh, in March of yeah. last year in London. Uh, Poirier is taking on uh, um, uh, Benny Saint-Denis. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Dariush fight against uh, Charles Oliveira. We had Dariush fight backwards against, like, uh, the Mateus Gamrots of the world and then Armand Sarukian as well. And we've got another fight that we're going to talk about in a minute involving Charles Oliveira as well. Do we need, is, it, is now the whole lightweight top five squatting, is that done now? Do, do we have to put that to bed for a bit? I, I, I just think maybe the UFC are like, look, we, 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 this, 
this division's got to the cogs have got to turn mm. and like and it can't just stagnate at the top, you know. So right, Dustin, Benoit Saint Denis, you fancy it? And I think he's just gone, well, let's do it. And it's a, a mad fight for him to take. It really because is, isn't it? like I say, it's not the biggest payday and there's a lot of risk there because if Dustin loses to the twelfth ranked person in that division, that doesn't do his stock any good. Um, no, and would it be on a two-fight losing streak after that, after the Gaethje won? Or would it be three? I'd try to think who were Poirier's most recent opponents. Obviously, Connor will be in there. Oliveira will be in there. But who was Dustin? Islam? No, he's not fought Islam yet, has he? No, uh... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dustin Poirier. Oh, yeah, oh, we got the win over Michael Chandler. Oh, of course, of course, of course. So course, it was, yeah. Course. So he lost in, uh, so he got the two Connor fights, lost to Charles Oliveira for the belt, beat Michael Chandler, then lost to Justin Gaethje. So I'm looking through Poirier's record now. He has never in his entire career, amateur and professional, and we're talking a lot of fights, never had back-to-back losses ever in his career. But he is now 34 years of age. Benoit Saint-Denis is part of that new crop of lightweights that need to somehow push through and, and break through that barrier at the top five and stuff. So, like Armand Sarukian has done as well. What an opportunity he's been given. What an opportunity he's been given. And in the co-main event of a huge pay-per-view where Sean O'Malley and Vera are, are at the top of that pay-per-view, 299 overall is, is looking better Mate. than what, like 300 would. I almost think they should flip those around. It really is. Uh, really 300. Is. I know we need more announcements for that, but 299 is looking outstanding. Absolutely. As a card. Uh, and this is a huge part of that. So, yeah, credit to Dustin Poirier for taking this fight and good luck to Benny St. Denny. I'm a huge Benny St. Denny fan. And I, I think, I genuinely think this could be a fight of the year contender. I think these guys are going to go to war. I think it's going to be great. Who wins? If I had to uh, pick, uh, uh, right now I would go Poirier. That could change. Mm-hmm. I just think the experience, he's good everywhere. He's got good defensive wrestling. He, he, he's got great crisp striking and boxing. But if Benoit Saint-Denis loses the first round or two and is still there, I just, he's just, he just seems like a winner. He just seems like a marauder. He seems like someone, you can't break him. And I just think that this will be a really, really interesting fight. Mm. Mm. That picture of him looks like he's got a mouthful of Dustin's hot sauce. He doesn't like it, but he doesn't want to offend him by spitting it out. <laughs> yeah, he's a thoughtful guy. He doesn't want to spit, it, spit out his hot sauce. Um, and I echo, I echo your thoughts on that. I, I, I think that... Uh, he's too well-rounded at the moment, Dustin, and I think the experience will absolutely um, get him through this fight. Um, I, I think unless Benoit does something in the early rounds, I, I do think we'll just see Dustin just rely on that experience and yep. the fact that he's fantastic yep. um, to, uh, to to get him through this. 
last last fight. Oh, well, we might talk about a couple of others, but the main one that we want to talk about, this is another one that made me so happy. Mm-hmm. We're this talking is... Armand Sarukian versus Charles Oliveira. Yeah? Yes, we are. Sorry, I keep thinking that everyone can see us, yeah. <laughs> see the big picture. Well, if, you, if you've not checked us out on YouTube, then, uh, then then go and do so. Go and check us out. Just search for the MMA Fan Show and, uh, and look at us in our shiny new studio. Um, yeah, I mean, this is for UFC 300. This is an unreal fight. Sarukian, Charles Oliveira, I think... <sighs> I'm re- this is the fight that should have been made. I don't believe Charles... A lot of people think Charles has been da- dealt uh, uh, a harsh hand here because he had that fight with Islam booked. Personally, I don't. I don't think he should have got a rematch with Islam uh, that obviously he had to pull out of and Volk stepped in. But I don't think he should have got that rematch because all he did was beat Dariush. And don't get me wrong, that was a huge win. That was brilliant. But I don't think you should just get one win after losing the belt and then get an immediate rematch. I, I, I think you have to do more. And I think that... Yeah, I, I, and the, in the, the manner in which Makachev beat Oliveira as well, I think he needs to earn it more. A bit like Robert Whittaker had to do yeah. when he had to fight Izzy for that, that second time. He had to go and win and win and win. Uh, Max Holloway obviously got his immediate rematch because he was such a dominant champion in mm-hmm. the lead up to his loss to Volkanovski. But then before the third fight, he had to do a had a, have at least a couple of wins, I think it was. So I, I think this is exactly right. And if Oliveira beats Armand Sarukian, who I think stylistically is the worst matchup for Islam in that division, not say Islam can't beat him, but I just think it's the worst matchup for him. If Oliveira beats Sarukian, I... I think he's 100% earned it then. There's no ifs, no buts. He should be the next guy. That's it. Uh, and if Sarukian wins, dear Lord, that'd be a phenomenal fight between Sarukian and Islam because it would be the rematch. Sarukian lost that fight to Islam originally, but it was his first fight in the UFC and he's come on he's come on bundles since that fight. I just think whoever wins this fight is the toughest match for Islam in the division. And that is the fight that 100% should be made. And Dana said it himself. He said the winner of this fight will be fighting Islam. And that's it. And I, I think that makes perfect sense. How do you see the fight playing out? I think Sarukian wins. I think How? he just wrestles him. And, and I think that, yes, he would have to be very, very careful because... Oliveira's jiu-jitsu is so, so dangerous and so good. But I just think he's young, he's dominant. I think actually on the feet, this could be a really fun fight because Oliveira's got great Muay Thai, doesn't care about being taken down, so he will throw some crazy stuff. Sarukian has proved in the Dariush fight, he has knockout power. He's also got other good attributes with his, with his striking, that lead leg kind of uh, head kick is, is, is fantastic. So... I think this could play out on the feet and Charles could get knocked out. I also think that Sarukian has the ability to just hit him with a heavy shot and then take him down, avoid all of Oliveira's tricky kind of jiu-jitsu because I think when you've got a wrestler that's so good in like the Makachevs and the Sarukians, they can nullify the jiu-jitsu stuff. They can play it safe. Well, we've seen but that. But still land yeah. the ground and pound. Michael Chandler did it at points in uh, in the fight between Oliveira uh, and Michael Chandler. That first round, Ch- Chandler, I think 
Oliveira took his back almost like standing up from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Chandler jumped back into his, uh, you know, so that Oliveira had his back on the ground survived but then got round and got on top of him and was just smashing him up and I think if Oliveira just thinks I can pull guard here or I can be taken down and I can just throw up some submissions and do really well from the bottom I think he's in big big trouble I don't think that's a good game plan for him and it's something we've seen him do before and I think Sarukian will welcome that avoid anything too dangerous and just hit him with some heavy shots on the ground and it could be a, a bad night for Oliveira I don't think you're far off the money there my friend Couple of other fights that we. Uh... Before you do, can I just ask this? Yes. Shall I tell you who the forgotten man is in this division now? Tell me. Mateus Gamrot. Yeah. He was originally the backup fighter for Oliveira and um, uh, Islam Makachev. Oliveira uh, is injured. They don't go to the backup fighter in Gamrot, they go to Vol- uh, Volkanovsky. And now uh, Gamrot is taking on RDA, he's taking off on Rafael de Sanos at UFC 299. He, no one cares. Mm. No one cares about Gamrot, who has a win over Sorokin. Now, for me, I scored that decision for Sorokin. I don't uh-huh. think Gamrot did beat him, but on the the history books will say Gamrot beat Sorokin. Yeah. And now we've got a situation where Gamrot is just a forgotten man in this division, and a win over RDA is not going to do anything like what a win. Benoit Saint Denis beats Poirier, he leaps over Gamrot. Mm. If uh, any of these two guys win, they leap over. Not to mention we haven't talked about Justin Gaethje in this uh, lineup. And, and, and Makachev said he would like to fight Gaethje maybe in June. Poor old Gamrot. Yeah. And what's that ain't, that ain't an him? easy paycheck, RDA, either. No, it's and not. Like, and, and what's to be gained from that apart from the paycheck? Very little. Very yeah. little. Okay. Um, should we move on to just a couple of... that We haven't really got loads yes. to say about... Um, uh, Zhang's going to be fighting uh, Zhang. Uh, yes, that's which, at UFC 300. A- absolutely. Um, I'm really hyped for this. Yeah. I actually think this could be really good. I mean, I, I don't see her beating Zhang. Are you so hyped that when Dana White says, we're going to be announcing some title fights later tonight and he come, for UFC 300 and he comes out with, it's Zhang Weili versus Zhang Zhaonan and you're like, oh... Is that oh, oh, oh I thought you not 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 a headliner, not you know, Izzy's back or Well Pereira people have got or, to, people have got to check yeah. our other show to find yeah. out what we think might be them big. Well fights. yes, we are gonna do a show on, on on our predictions for potential UFC three hundred headliners, so check that out. It'll probably be released very, very soon. But uh What's your beef? I've got no beef. I love the fight. Yeah. I just think it's a bit like come on, Dana. <laughs> like you said you had big big three hundred announcement. It's like okay. I oh, fucking love Zhang. I like, love Zhang. Like, it doesn't sound like it, mate. <laughs> I'm a big Zhang fan. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tell your voice because you're not saying anything about that. You're just, you're hating on it. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm not hating on it. I just don't think it was worth all the bluster. Right. Okay. I, I, I think she's the most exciting female fighter in the world. Oh, is that, it's just, more exciting than Jessica Andrade. Hundred percent. She's better. Yeah. Is she more exciting? No, than because Jessica Andrade. Andrade just goes out swinging, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think but, you know. But as as a champ, I think Zhang fucking great. Uh, she I, she is. Yes. I, I, I love watching her fight, and and this is great. This I, I yeah. think this is a a, a fantastic fight. Um, Janine deserves that shot. Yes. And and. 
I don't know. I thought we might see UFC China and 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 that might have yeah. sort of topped the bill there, but obviously that doesn't look like it's, mm-hmm. it's happening anytime soon. So um, it would have made sense, but for whatever reason, it's not yeah, worked yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. And but, yeah, where do you think this? So this has been announced for UFC 300. Do you think this is one of two or one of three title fights for UFC? You have to watch the other show to find out about that. Oh, you're going to be talking about that on the other show? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm going to tell you, I think it's one of three. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because I think they're doing Leon and Bilal, and there's got to be something on top of that as well. Okay, all right. Um, I see this as as a Zhang win, by the way. Yeah, Uh, me too. I I think Zhao Nan has actually really improved loads. I think she's great, uh, but I think Zhang is just phenomenal, and it all plays into my prediction for down down the stretch in 2024. Tatiana Suarez comes in, and we have a new queen. Uh, so uh, yeah, and lastly, um, this this literally got announced last night whilst we were uh, tucked up in bed. That sounds like we we live together. Um, Do we not? Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm there, matching, but I, don't I've got, we wear I, matching pajamas and those little night hats? <laughs> yeah, it's like Morecambe and White, isn't it? <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, um, they've announced uh, Figgy versus Garbrandt. Um, I think uh, both of them have kind of alluded that they want this fight. So I'm just thinking of us as like the Burton Ernie of MMA now. Like, <laughs> like we are from Sesame Street. <laughs> hey there, Bert. You watch any fights this weekend, Bert? <laughs> oh, there's going to be a graphic on Instagram so coming soon with featuring that. Um, yeah, I mean... Rubber well, ducky. <laughs> Rubber ducky. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we saw um, Garbrandt get a, a, a tasty little win in his last uh, in yes. against... Callahan? Brian Kelleher. Yeah. yeah. And, ridiculous uh, hairstyle, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and, um, and we've seen Figgy uh, in, in, a, in a new division uh, looking decent. And now, I think... Garbrandt has got a very checkered history over the last few years. You know, he's he's not... I mean, he's still a savage because we saw that. But You made it sound like he was doing some really dodgy stuff outside of the cage there. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a checkered history. Well, you know, he's, he's, he's been starched a few times, hasn't yes, he? Yes, he uh, has, yeah. And, and quite badly as well. Yeah. You know, to the point where I think, you know, people were having conversations like, it's time to knock it on the head, mate. Yep. Um, but he's got that win back and... If someone's, if you're, if you've got any doubts about your chin and what you're capable of doing, don't start getting in an octagon with Figgy because mm. he'll find that out and he'll find that out quickly. Um, I like Garbrandt. I think he's fantastic. Yep. Like Figgy, uh, I think this is a fun fight. I don't think it's going to have huge implications on title shots Ooh. because I don't yeah. think Garbrandt is the fighter that he was. His stock in regards to his celebrity and his star power is. You're wrong. Oh, go on. You're wrong because Sean O'Malley, if he beats Vera, mm-hmm. is going to be very choosy about who he fights. And I think he's had beef with Garbrandt in the past. He likes his chances against Garbrandt. And there is every possibility that Sean O'Malley versus Garbrandt gets made, even though you've got Merab, Corey Sandhagen, you know, whoever else is is knocking about at bantamweight. I just think... Star power. Well, also, I just think Sean O'Malley, if he beats Vera, if he knocks him out on, on one of what should be one of the cards of the year, mm-hmm. I just think his star's going to rise so much that he can sort of just take control of whatever he wants to do. And Garbrandt, if he knocks out Figgy, could... I? Th- it's not right, but it 
could very well happen that Garbrandt steps in and fight. We saw Dan Henderson fight Michael Bisping when he was ranked like 10th at middleweight or whatever it was. These things do happen. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Are you liking it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I wouldn't like it because I want to see Marab or... No, I uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sandhagen clears a lot of them out easily. Like, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is... You know, growing up watching Garbrandt, it was super exciting. You know, he was, mm. you know, he was, he was Uraeva's, uh, Uraeva's, Uraeva's little boy yep. and ended up becoming like a legit champ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, fucking hell, watched him in some fantastic fights. And, and it was quite unpleasant to watch him get beaten. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and, and, in, and in quite bleak style. He's no longer with Team Alpha Mao, is he? He's, I don't think so. No. I'm not sure who he's with at the moment. Um, I think they were talking about that in the last fight, about um, changing camps and stuff. But yeah, That I, knockout of Rafael Asuncao just lives rent-free in my head. Like every now and again, that knockout would just come into my head how amazing that was. Yeah. That he was just like sort of lent against the fence yeah. and just went duck, boom, and Asuncao yeah. just dropped. Yeah. That is a phenomenal knockout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but we all know Figue ain't a joke. And, yeah, uh, true. And, yeah, it'd be, it would be fun to see this this big rock star fight between, you know, Sugar yeah. and Garbrandt, but I wouldn't be looking past Figgy yeah. yet, and I, I don't see him getting past Figgy. Yes, he's got that power that he can starch him. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Figgy's the, the bee's knees. The bee's knees. That's a weird saying, isn't it? The bee's knees. Cat's pyjamas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it for the big news, really. That's it for the big news. Mm. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to record what we think could be some fun UFC 300 headliners. We're trying to take it a little bit seriously, but also having a little bit of fun with it. As You've only well. seen one of my picks, so yeah. well, I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> with it. So, so uh, uh, yeah, so as we record this, UFC 300 headliner has not been announced. Uh, so hopefully our 300 headliner episode will be coming out soon. If it's not already out, so quickly check now. If you haven't looked, uh, go and see if that UFC 300 headliner episode is out. And uh, I think some people might have sent in their own picks for potential UFC 300 headliners. Keep them coming in. We love and, them. Uh, yeah, we, we love it. So thanks very much for supporting the show. Thanks so much for being on uh, Instagram, TikTok, X, and kind of messaging us, sending us your thoughts, and uh, you know contributing to the conversations that we have on there. And thanks if you are already subscribing to the YouTube. Thank you very much for that. And if you haven't yet... It don't cost anything, mate. Press just, the button. It's one click, click. It just helps us loads. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. Right, we'll see you next time. Thanks ever so much. Bye.